Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia, lucky enough to be joined by Bruce Buffer. Bruce, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Karen. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the show. And I wanted to chat with you about all of your great work, your process, your journey. But we have to talk about, we're coming off of UFC 268. Of course, it was Usman versus Covington 2. And this was extra special for you, right? Because you missed a previous event due to COVID. And now you're back out there in Madison Square Garden. How did it feel to be back out there? You know, I felt incredible. You know, I, I had my bout with COVID, which wasn't fun. And I'm one of the safest guys in the world. And like I always say, uh, since I got it, if I can get it, anybody can get it. So be careful out there, folks. You do not want this. But that being said, walking into the greatest and most famous arena in the world, Madison Square Garden, and for one of the greatest UFCs ever um, with amazing fights, you know, the Gaethje fight against Michael Chandler, three rounds, one of the greatest first rounds I personally have ever seen. That's saying a lot after being in the Octagon for over 25 years. Um, I just had Rose Namajunas on my show, my podcast, my It's Time podcast. We just finished taping with her and uh, her dominant win over, uh, well, split decision win over uh, uh, Whaley was an amazing fight. And of course, the battle between Covington and Usman. Walking out at Madison Square Garden after the weeks before, after turning, after not going to Abu Dhabi to announce UFC 267 because I had COVID. It felt great. It felt great because my lung power was there. Um, I got through this and to the roars and the cheers of the crowd, which is, you know, louder than ever at Madison Square Garden. I was a kid in a candy store. I was very, very happy. Very happy. And, th- and that was my question to you. I mean, you've had so much success in, in your career and, and, you know, reached such high heights. Obviously, you didn't want to get COVID, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you're healthy and, and you made it out the other side. But Thank was you. there part of you that there was a silver lining in that you had to pause all of your businesses, all of your work? Did, did it make you feel grateful in, in, in a way uh, just, to, just to have that pause? Well, in respect to the fact that I had my health and I got through it, yes, it made me very grateful um, that I was able to get through it and do what I did. I thank God to uh, the virtual reality of business and, you know, all the cameos and the videos and recordings I do for fans through my website, BruceBuffer.com and Cameo. After the fourth or fifth day of COVID, I was itching to get back in the octagon. I was itching to get back to work. So that kind of kept me going for the last five days, you know, banging those out when I started to feel like I could do it. Um, I watched UFC 267 in Abu Dhabi and I felt like I was watching my birthday party from afar through a TV. You know, it's like, that's my office. That's where I'm supposed to be. Um, but you know, life has its past that take you left and right. So the buildup going into UFC 268, my exclusive tailors at King and Bay made me these amazing jackets. And when I wore the first jacket for the prelims, that was the jacket I actually had made for Abu Dhabi and then changed up for the pay-per-view. But it just felt so good to get back. You know, I feel like saying I'm back, you know, that kind of thing. And I want to thank when Dana White made public the fact that I wasn't there because I was keeping quiet about it because I had a bout with COVID. I want to thank all the fans and everything for the thousands of, you know, DMs and texts and social media and everything and all the news sites that covered it. You know, I'm like, why is the New York Times and Sports Illustrated? I'm just the announcer. You know, it's like, my God, this is crazy. But you know what? It's just it's nice to be loved. If that's and, what it was, or be appreciated. Let me just say that. Appreciate it. Appreciate absolutely. It. You're definitely appreciated for, for what you do. And you're also a motivational speaker. Yes. Um, and and I know, I've heard you say before that every single time you get in the cage, it feels like new. And you, you said in this interview, you felt like a kid in the candy store. And I'm, I'm just wondering how you maintain that, that positivity and how do you make it so that it always feels new for you? 
It has to be that way. I've been, I've been doing this for over 25 years. And I told myself when I got into it that if I didn't develop my own style within the first two or three years, I was going to quit because I managed my brother, the great legendary Michael Buffer, known for the famous Let's Get Ready to Rumble phrase, which we built together. Um, his baby, he created it. I just got behind it, marketed it, and did what I did as his manager. And um, I didn't want to be compared to Michael Buffer. I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra Jr. So I told myself I needed to develop my own. No, no offense to Frank Sinatra Jr., but that's not my goal. My goal was to create my own style and be recognized for what I do, along with my managing and, and, and partnership with my great brother, Michael. You know, I love dearly, and that was my goal. So I don't stand still, as you know. Um, all respect to all other announcers. I have my own way of working it, and it's all done through passion. So the way I keep that passion is every night I walk out, I consider that my first show. I have to prove to myself the powers that be, the fans and the fighters, that I deserve to be the voice of the octagon. The moment I drop that passion, you're going to hear I'm retiring. So I can't do that. I can't phone it in. I've got to just, I'm not, I'm not just an announcer. I like to consider myself a performer and I'm, and the show is not about me by any standards, but I'm there to enhance that moment for the fans and the fighters. And the moment I can't fulfill that I'm done, but that's not going to be for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I know that the origin story of you saying it's time, you used to look in the mirror and say, it's time to have a great yeah. day. And that evolved into it's time. We know about your brother, Michael Buffer, that you talked about. I know that he had a couple different versions of let's get ready to rumble. But my question to you is this, not only did you, you guys have these signature catchphrases, but you were able to evolve this into a brand, into a business, right? And I'm, and I'm just curious to your thoughts now that you look back, how are you able to take these famous phrases and turn them into a business? I had my first company when I was 19 years old. I went to college for two years and I started my first business in the telemarketing industry after proving that I was, you know, I could do what I did in the telemarketing industry. I, I sold office supplies back then. I wasn't like the Wolf of Wall Street cheating people, but I became the best salesman, sales manager. I was making incredible money at age 18. And when I saw the owners driving their Ferraris and Porsches that I thought I was doing for them because I was making all the sales with the, you know, salesmen that I was managing and, and closing sales for, long story cut short, I went out and started my own company where in turn, they sued me for a million dollars and long story cut short because 80% of their sales force left to go to work for me. I went back to work for them, made more money. They made me a partner in the company. It all turned out fine, though being one of the worst summers of my life. But I started to realize what branding and marketing is very important. Then I had a, a nutritional company. I went in competition against Herbalife back then in the 80s. I alarm and um, camera company for businesses and homes, ex import, export. I started doing motivational speaking. And I realized at that point in my cutting my teeth in the streets and learning everything in the streets, which is why I didn't go back to college, which I'm not saying don't go to college. You're going to be an astronaut or a doctor. You better go to college. But when I did, I went on and proved it to myself. And I learned a very valuable point that all business is the same. It's just the product that's different. That's my attitude. And that's what I teach to, uh, to companies that I do motivational speeches and teach branding and marketing to with a lot more in there itself after I understand their business. So I always consistently practice the same principles, but I realized that if I'm not passionate about it, then I won't have the want to continue to do it when times get tough. So what I tell everybody is recognize what you're passionate about in life and try to monetize your passion. And then you're going to be living life by design, not just going to work from nine to five. And I hope that everybody attains that, but of course it's not possible. It doesn't happen with everybody. I go after things I'm passionate about. And I was passionate about my brother and his brand. And I knew I could build him out, build the HBO boxing ring as his base and build his brand out of there, which we did with video games and toys and all the, you know, other things, WCW wrestling, putting him in the football fields, the basketball courts, everything I did with him to expand his career that is still ongoing. He just did the Rams game on NBC last Sunday. I'm coming out for the Raiders this Sunday on NBC 
to open up the game for them because I'm I'm supporting and opening up all the Raiders homes games home games now. So it's about taking your brand, keeping loyal to it, but putting it in different forms of sports and entertainment, which I do. And then there's the products. You know, it's time now. Um, let's get ready. Rumble's basically about a half billion dollar brand, right? I plan on making its time and also continue with let's get ready to rumble. I'm going to turn its time into a billion dollar brand within the next three years. I've already started cutting and making those marks all with things like this. This is its time energy, the most natural energy drink known to man. There's no garbage taurine or aspartame or all the crap that's in all these other energy drinks with all respect to everybody, seriously. But if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it with the best people. I'm going to make the best products. I've been an athlete my whole life. I eat well. I take care of myself. This is made for athletes. I had Jeff Nowitzki, the head of USADA, try it and look at it uh, two weeks ago. Loved it. Um, this is a big one. You're going to see. And there's going to be a whole bunch of product lines coming out of that nutritionally wise. It just came out with Puncher's Chance. That's the um, highest rated craft distilled distributed bourbon in America right now. Fastest selling. Um, we've won six gold medals, three for taste, three for bottle design. Very proud of Puncher's Chance. And it's who I am. I've been an underdog my whole life, and it's all about how one punch can change your life, but it is the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. There's my pitch and my shelves for my products. I could go into others. I have a my own It's Time cologne and toiletry line coming out. It's Time uh, Energy and the, and the toiletry line will be in 40 countries around the world. So Amazing. that's what I do. I build brands, and that's what I try to, to teach people. I just became a co-founder recently in a company called Millions.co, CEO, not com, Millions.co. The whole point of that, if you look at it, is it's all professional athletes. We started with fighters, but now it's every athlete everywhere, MLB, NFL, you name it, NCAA athletes, because I want to teach them how to brand themselves. And we create merchandise for them. And it's got the video cameo type things that you can do on it. So they can market themselves and feed their fan bases on social media and have, aside from the fight night, getting a paycheck, but monetize themselves and earn income and start learning how to build their brand as they build their careers. I see so many people lacking that and miss out on that. And I want to give back where they normally get 10% of the profits when they're selling a t-shirt for another company. I won't name any names. We give them 70% of all the profits back to them, right? A very unselfish move with my co-founders and I, and that's going dynamite. And, I'm, and sometimes you got to pay it forward. Even if you're making money, you can still pay it forward. And that's what I want to do. I have a three foot theory. Everybody around me is prosperous, happy, and healthy. It'll all come back to me. And you, you talked about so many of the businesses that you're working on. You've had success uh, announcing and all of uh, the entrepreneurial ventures you mentioned there. How do you maintain that level of performance? Do you have daily habits that you do? Are there rituals, meditation, exercises? What, what is your process to maintain that? Well, it starts with your body, with yourself. Your body's your vessel. You put crappy oil on a car, it's going to run like crap, right? Staying healthy is 75% of what you put in your body and 25% how you work out, along with good mindset and everything else. What you just mentioned, I do. Meditation, right? Nutrition. I train every day, right? I train hard five days a week, but on the other two days, I'll still do something to keep my body in tune. When I'm on the road, I have regimens in the hotel room or things I do before I walk in the octagon. I'm 64 years old. I've been an athlete my whole life and I'm not going to stop that. As long as my body and mind stay in shape, then I can continue to do what I do. And it gives me the, um, the energy, the strength, the mental awareness to continue to do what I do. But running everything, you have to be in business with good people, right? If you have a good team, the secret of success is delegation. If you're micromanaging everything, you can only do so much. You can only go so far. So I have great people I do business with and that I create these products with and everything else. And uh, then I just sit back and manage it. 
you know, and do my part. And it's kind of like if you ever see like the old war movies where the generals are looking over the big map and moving their tanks and moving their boats and moving their cannons. Well, that's what it is. I've got this big game board in front of me and I'm, I'm moving the pieces and making sure that everything works and paying attention to it. Absolutely. And you've had success in business and UFC, as we talked about. And, and there's one thing to look at something and say, you know, I have to get involved. I know you had a martial arts background. You had the connection with your brother, but you wanted to get involved and then you made it happen and you turned your dream into a reality. And, and just to close it out, um, would you have any advice to people listening to this? Because it's one thing to say, wow, I would love to do that. Right. But then yeah. it's another thing to actually turn those dreams into, yeah. into a reality. So your advice to people listening who are maybe on their own journeys would be what? Well, before I give you that advice, I want to say that life is like a pyramid and I don't mean a pyramid scheme. It's like a pyramid at the top is the, you know, the parents and grandparents on down to the children and the cousins and everything else in a company it's the president, the CEO on down to the people that, that, you know, lock your doors, answer your phones, pack your, pack your boxes, ship them, everything that's called the base. 98 out of hundred percent people, everybody dreams, but in my estimation, 2% fulfill those dreams and put them into action. Those are the leaders that are at the top of the pyramid. The other 98%, they have to be, you can call them followers, employees, whatever, but you want to treat them right because they're the strength that keeps that base strong, right? So you have to learn how to lead and how to, when you're running a company or you're going to start something, you have to learn everything about that. If you're going to ask somebody to pack a box, you better know how to pack that box. If you're going to ask somebody to make a call, you better know how to make that sales call. Teach by example and teach with delegation so, and teach them so they can teach somebody else. It's called teach how to teach how to teach. I can go into so much more of this. It's not difficult. It's simple, but it's, it's learning by application. And as far as somebody wanting to fulfill their dreams or start their own business or go to work in another business, I'll say it again. Realize in life and business what you're passionate about, right? Look at the people successful in that area, unless it's something that's never been done. Look at the top three companies or the top three people that do what you want to do, whether it's being an actor or whatever, being the best waiter in a restaurant. It doesn't matter. It's what you want to do, right? What makes them the best? Take all that, learn from it, juxtapose it into your own and develop your own style and go for it, okay? But make sure you have as much knowledge as you can, like I say on my podcast every week, before you step on that path, learn everything so when you're on that path, Perform at your best, whether you're number one, number two, or the champion of the of the venture you're going into, but then you're winning because you're doing your best, right? Take pride in yourself. And then when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror to say, it's time to have the best day like I've done my whole life, or you get knocked down on the canvas. And like Rocky says, you got to stand up and move forward and punch harder than ever. If you're passionate about what you do, even in a relationship and friendship, then those will continue to thrive. So follow your passion. I can tell you much more. That's why I wrote my book. It's time. A lot of it's in there. I, I wrote it to, it's not just about UFC. It's about my success and failures. And, and I've had failures. You, know, you got to learn what it's like to fail before you know what it's like to succeed. Life's tough. It's tough. So you want to prepare yourself as best you can to roll with those punches and move forward. Well I said. hope that answered your question. I'm Absolutely, trying to do it. Absolutely, it did. And I feel like we could have a, a much longer conversation. I hope we can one day. I know you got to run. Bruce Buffer, I want to thank you so much for the time. I'm glad to see you back out there and looking forward to seeing you back out there again doing your thing. Thanks very much. You know, it, it, the fans, I really appreciate your kind words. And the fans of the UFC are so incredible. I try to pay it forward a little bit. I do the cameo videos and we do special videos at BruceBuffer.com. The pro, you know, partial proceeds go to animal, military, and children's charities. And um, you know, I just like seeing people happy. 
you know, this is a tough world we live in. Let's just be the best role models we can to our sphere of influence and create positivity to everybody around us. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karen Bhatia.